Welcome back to another episode of Swordscape. I'm Brady. Today we're going to be going over <clears throat> mostly the NFL draft. Uh, so far we've got rounds one, two, through three in the books. And we're going to be going over some of the big things that have happened. Some of the reaches, some of the steals. Uh, reviewing most of the first round, some of the second and third. So let's get right into who that number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence that was obvious there's really no there was really no question about it it was just the most obvious pick there was I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna grade some of the first round picks I'm gonna give this pick an easy A plus it it was it's just the perfect pick there's it wasn't a steal it wasn't it wasn't a steal, but I mean, it kind of, it felt like you were getting, because you are getting, like, the best quarterback prospect in years, um, but it wasn't necessarily a steal because you got him first overall, but still, that's an easy A-plus for me. Um, <clears throat> number two overall was Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU, going to the Jets. Um, and I'm not completely sold on this pick. I mean, I think he's a... Just because, I mean, like, t- Zach Wilson, how he played in 2020, that's a first-round pick. That's a top five, top three pick. But the way Zach Wilson had played up to 2020 was a third or a fourth-round pick. So I'm just not really sure how you can elevate your game that much in a season without it having to do with other things like the schedule the teams that you played I'm gonna give it an A but I'm not a hundred percent sold on Zach Wilson yet third overall was Trey Lance to the San Francisco 49ers and this pick for me, it's a pretty easy A. I mean, you traded all the way up here. You had to be looking to get a guy like Trey Lance, and that is who they do get. Um, he can start right away. He can sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, really wherever you want him to play. He's a good dual threat. Can throw the ball. Can run it. So for me, that's an easy A for the Niners. Fourth overall was Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. This one's another A for me. Um, I think a lot of these top four teams nailed their picks. Uh, Kyle Pitts, one of my favorite prospects in the draft just because of the way that he can. I always love those players who can play anywhere on the field. I was a big fan of Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa coming into the draft. I was a big fan of Kyle Pitts, just because they can play wherever you want them to. And uh, the Falcons, I mean, yeah, they've got a good receiving core, but when you've got a guy like Kyle Pitts there on the board, I just don't think you can ignore it. That's an A pick for me. Now fifth was Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Um, I'm going to give it a B, just because, I mean, I like Jamar Chase, he's a great receiver, and probably the best receiver in the draft, 
But you've already got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and this is a deep receiver class. You could get one in with your second-round pick, which was at 32 overall, which they actually ended up going... I think they ended up trading out of it, if I'm not wrong. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, you could have gone with the guy there. Terrace Marshall was still available at that point. Um, uh, Rondell Moore was still available at that point. Uh, guys like Dwayne Eskridge, Tutu Atwell, they were all still available there. But I get you want to go out, get him... <laughs> and get Joe Burrow's favorite target. And I'm excited to see what the connection can do in the NFL, but I just think that protecting Joe Burrow should have been a bigger priority. So I can't really give this pick much higher than a B. Six overall was Jalen Waddle to the Dolphins. I'm going to give this pick a B plus. I don't know if it was the greatest pick that was made. I think it was pretty average pick um so i'm gonna give it about an average grade somewhere around the i mean it was a good pick i mean coming into the draft there were reports that they liked him over jamar chase and they didn't have to make that decision with cincinnati and so you get to uh back one of his targets um <clears throat> i do think Jalen waddle's a great receiver he's got outstanding speed and some good hands uh you can return punts for you right away um and so i'm gonna give it a b plus i don't i don't love it i'm not over the top about it but i also think it's a pretty solid pick panay sewell to the lions at seven this is an a for me sewell I think he's an outstanding prospect. He's a great athlete for his size. 6'5", 331 pounds. And with a guy who's that athletic at that size, you can play him anywhere on the offensive line, guard, tackle, wherever you want him to. And I think he could very quickly be a top lineman in this league. I think he might need a little bit more development before he can get you like that top 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 playing level but I still think he can come away go right away and be a day one starter and still immediately protect Jared Goff um eighth overall was JC Horn to the Carolina Panthers that pick is a C plus for me I like JC Horn I think he's a good prospect but Patrick Sertan was still on the board I mean, he's a, he's is a, capable of being a CV1. I mean, he's a good toughness. He's got some solid speed. And I just think here it was a little bit early for him, especially. I mean, this isn't really... Some positions where you're deciding on the top guy, it's pretty much a toss-up of who do you like better. Um, but this one with Sertan and Horn, I don't think it was really a toss-up. I do think Sertan was kind of the clear number one corner. But 
I still do think it's an, it's not a terrible pick. I mean, they could have done a lot worse, but they also could have done significantly better. So for me, that pick is a C plus right there. Number nine overall is Patrick Sertan, the second to the Denver Broncos. And for me, I'm not a hundred percent on this pick. I'm gonna give it about a B minus, just because I like the player. I think he's a great player, um, but I just not sure because he went out and signed Kyle Fuller in the offseason, and that's in my opinion a top ten cornerback who's not necessarily old. He was drafted in 2014, so he's a veteran corner for sure, but he's not like a Richard Sherman type of a guy where he's nearing his final years of playing. Kyle Fuller's still got multiple good years left in him, like four or five good years left in him, I would think. So I like the player, but I don't love the the, the fit. I don't like the team, really. I don't like that they didn't really have a need at corner. At least not in my opinion. I think they could have easily gone with Micah Parsons here if they were going to address the defense. If not, Justin Fields was still on the board. Um, So it's a good player. Don't like the pick, though. B- for me. Now our first trade of the night was Devontae Smith. At number 10, the Eagles traded up with Dallas to over to leapfrog the Giants at number 11. Giants were... They, it was reported that they were locked in on getting a guy like Smith or Waddle. Um, and the Eagles had to have known that because they jumped right over them to get Devonta Smith. And that's an A pick. I mean, that is a good, good pick for them. They had an abysmal receiving core. And getting a Heisman Trophy winner is certainly going to help out your guy, Jalen Hurts. When this immediately happened, my immediate reaction, for whatever reason, was it's going to be Justin Fields. Because there have been so many rumors about them wanting another quarterback, wanting a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Um, And so I was like, they've got to be going for Fields. But... Instead, they decide to see how he does with a new Heisman Trophy winning weapon. And so that pick there is an easy A for me. At 11, we've got back-to-back trades. This one, you figured somebody was going to move up to get him once he started falling out of the top 10. And the Chicago Bears moves up into these top 15. They moved up to 11 to go get their guy, Justin Fields. That is an A-plus pick for me. I thought Fields could have gone as early as three. Um, He was a tough prospect to really pin down on where inside of the top 15 he was going. Because there was no chance he was slipping past the Patriots if he fell all that way. And so that pick A plus for me, it was a hefty price to give up. I think they gave up 
their first rounder, so number 20 overall, next year's first rounder, a fourth rounder, and a fifth rounder. Um, and so, it was a heavy price to pay, but I think it could be very worth it if he good develops correctly, so that pick for me is an A+. Micah Parsons to the Cowboys at number 12. Sitting back after the Sertan pick, they traded back. They really didn't have a real selection there. And so they go and grab the linebacker out of Penn State. I'm going to give it another B-. minus. I just don't know if it was, again, like I said with the Broncos. I love the player. I think Micah Parsons is an outstanding player, but I'm just not sure I like the fit in the team need. Um, I think that, I mean, especially if Sean Lee retiring, it makes a little more sense. But, I mean, I guess at that point, what were you going to do? Because, I mean, you were you going to go with, like, Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pegg, Caleb Barley? I don't think that... Number 12 is really early enough for any of them to go. Um, So, i just not sure I completely love the pick there. So, that is a B- for me. And now we're on to the Chargers at 13, who took Rashawn Slater. Offensive tackle out of Northwestern, and that's an easy A for me. A great talent, very day one ready to play, and it was a big team need, so there's really not much better you can do. Um, Justin Herbert's got to be happy with his offseason so far. Corey Lindsley, Rashawn Slater, they are making big moves to that offensive line, and so that pick there is an A for me. 14 was originally the Vikings, but we had a trade where the Jets came up from their number 23 spot to go and grab Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard out of USC. And this pick is, for me, I'm going to give it a solid B. I do like Vera Tucker. I think he's a very underrated prospect, especially since he can play anywhere on that offensive line. However, I don't think you needed to trade up all the way to 14 to get him. I think you could have sat back and gone down with a team like possibly the Dolphins at 18. They like to gain more draft capital, that's for sure. Um, So I like the player, but I think you probably could have sat back a little bit longer and still gotten him. 15 was the New England Patriots team that was big on Justin Fields but did not win the bidding war for that pick and to get him. And so they go with their next best option, Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama. A lot of people are up and down on him. A lot of people think he's a good, great talent. A lot of people think it's just because he was playing with Alabama. I'm somewhere in the middle, so I'm going to give this pick a B, B to B+. Uh, I think they really had a 
massive off season, and so I mean Max Jones is going to be a good player, especially in that New England coaching like development. I think he will develop nicely. I think almost any quarterback would in New England. However, alright, so that was kind of weird. My audio just randomly stopped. It does that sometimes, but I'm pretty sure we were on the Mac Jones pick. And I gave it a B to a B plus because I said I think he would be great in that coaching development kind of process. Um, I'm not 100% sure on its talent yet. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of Alabama games. I mean, I know they're like the best team in the country, but I really only watched some of those big games. Notre Dame, National Championship. And Mac Jones has made good throws. He's looked like a good NFL quarterback, but a lot of people question his athleticism. <clears throat> a lot of people question him as a whole. Um, but I think he's an okay quarterback. I don't think he was... I think he is quarterback five in this class. I don't think... For the people who are saying he's better than guys like Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, I'm not seeing that at all I think he went about where everybody expected him to go and so for me can't really complain about it can't really be overjoyed about it so it's about a B would be plus 16 is Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa to Arizona and this was a surprise to me um I thought Zayvon Collins was a first round pick I just didn't think the Cardinals would be the team to pick him up. I was looking at a team like the Browns or a team like the Saints, maybe even the Bills. Um, But for the Cardinals to go be the team that picks him up, it's a little bit of a surprise. Um, I think here it's a little bit of a reach. Um, I mean, you've got a really old linebacker core slash you got a really old front seven. I'll put it that way. Um, so I get that you want to get a good guy for the future, but for I think you could have traded back with a team. That would want to jump up at one of the players available. And I think you could have still gotten him around like 22, 23, 24. But I get it that you wanted to secure your guy. Um, But I'm going to give this pick a B-. I just... Not 100% sure about it. The Raiders continue their history... Of big old draft reaches um, by going Alex Leatherwood at 17th overall with guys like Christian Derrissaw and Tevin Jenkins still on the board. And that's D. That's a D to a D minus. It's about as close to an F as you can get. 
You've got guys like Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa on the board on defense, Jalen Phillips, Quiddy Pei, Caleb Farley, um, Greg Newsom. But and then if you're going offensive tackle, you got Christian Darisaw, who was still there. You got um, you got Tevin Jenkins, who is still there. You got a lot of guys who are still there. Um, and for me, that's not really a pick that anybody would have expected. Like, even if you were expecting the Raiders to reach, I don't think you could have expected them to reach that much. I think a reach for them there would have been, like, Landon Dickerson right there, but... Wow, they win Alex Leatherwood and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too hard on him because I was very high on Alex Leatherwood early in the season. But then for me stock dropped as the season went on. But it was a very big reach, so I can't really give that much better than a D, which is about where I'm gonna put it. And don't worry, it's not the only low low grade we're gonna give we've got some we got a few coming up I'm looking at two right now um but then we got Jalen Phillips to Miami at 18 I'm gonna give this pick a B plus I love Jalen Phillips I think he's a great player um I think the Dolphins needed an extra pass rusher but there have been some concerns about Phillips which is really why he wasn't a top 15 pick. But I think the Dolphins here will have to love their... um, will have to love their value here. I think that he is very talented. Um, He's got... He can work through contact when he's getting... For the quarterback, I think that's a big skill, especially now with all of these huge offensive linemen. Um, I think it's very important to get a guy who's not only fast, but can work through some contact, can get pushed around and still find a way through the quarterback. I'm going to give that pick a B plus there, Jalen Phillips to Miami. At 19, Washington going Jamin Davis, the inside linebacker out of Kentucky. Now, Davis was an interesting prospect. I really hadn't heard about him at all until about a few months ago, where his draft stock skyrocketed. Um, I'm still not really sure why it did. Um... I'm not really sure how to grade this pick, but, I mean, Mel Kuyper loves this guy. A lot of people love this guy. I guess I'll give it somewhere in the B to B minus range. I think that Washington did need a linebacker. I had them going Owusu, Koromoa, in my mock draft that I did a few days ago here on the podcast, but... I mean, I don't, I'm just not sure if he was better than Owusu Koromoa, but, I mean, I think, I'll have to watch some of his highlights, but I still think that, I mean, I guess he's got to be a talented player, so I'll give it somewhere in the B to B minus range. 20th was the Giants after trading back with Chicago, 
It's finally their turn to pick, and they go receiver, but not with the one I think a lot of people expected to see. They take Kadarius Toney, the do-it-all guy out of Florida. He's got incredible speed. He's got some good route running. He's pretty much what I would call an electric player. I think he's a good player, but... I'm not sure. I mean, I guess Kenny Galladay, Rashad Bateman, decently similar. I think you kind of wanted a speedy guy because you don't really have a guy like that in your receiving core yet um, in all of your receivers, including your tight ends. I mean, tight ends really aren't fast unless you're Kyle Pitts or Darren Waller. Um... Both of those, I mean, Darren Waller came into the league as a receiver, switched to tight end. Kyle Pitts is coming into the league as a receiver slash tight end. I That's how I would put him down. Because <clears throat> he can play either one at a very high level. Um, But I'm going to give this Tony pick a B minus. I'm just not... I like the pick. I get the reasoning behind the pick. But I'm not really loving the value here. I guess that's how I would put it. So, for me, that pick there is going to be a B-. Quitty pay at 21 to the Colts. Man, this is taking us a while, but it's alright. I wanted to do a big thing for the drafts, but... Quiddy pay at 21 to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and for me, that pick right there, it's in B plus to an A minus. Um, I like Quiddy pay. He struggles against some of the bigger offensive linemen, which is a concern, but I don't think it's an issue that can't be fixed. I do like this pick here. I'm going to give it a B plus to an A minus. 22 is the Tennessee Titans, and they went out and got Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech. And this guy had top 10 talent before it was revealed that he had a back injury and that really sent his stock about 10 to 15 picks down. People were saying he wasn't going to make it in the first round, but here the Titans jump on him at 22. And if I'll I'll say this, if he can stay healthy, this will be a very very good pick. But it's a big concern though, so as of right now Alright, so my audio just cut out again, which is kind of annoying, but anyways, we were on, or at least I was on, um, I think I was on Najee Harris to the Steelers before I really noticed it, but just in case, I'll tell you my grades for some of the picks before that, so I gave Darisaw to... The Vikings in A minus, Farley to the Titans a B plus, Quidipay to the Colts a B plus, and Kadarius Tony to the Giants a B minus. But now we're on to Travis Etienne. 
at number 25, and I do not like this pick. It's a D- for me. Before the number one overall pick happened, I think arguably your top player on the team was your running back, and to go out and get another one, especially in the first round, it's the worst pick of the first round, in my opinion. I mean, don't get me wrong, ETN is a very, very talented running back, but to get him at 25 when you've already got in a thousand yard rusher on your team, one of the top running backs in the NFL should have been a pro bowler last year. He's top fifteen in my mind for sure. Um and was had one of the best seasons out of almost all running backs, especially rookies. And just to go out and get another running back in the first round, I get he's a good running back and I get you want to pair him with Trevor Lawrence, but that was one of the worst picks of the draft so far, and we've seen some pretty below-average picks. That one I'm going to give a D- to there. Packers at 20, or not Packers, Browns. They both went with the same position, so. But this pick here at 26 was the Cleveland Browns, and they went... Greg Newsome the second the corner out of Northwestern. This guy, I do get why his stock went up after the season. He's got a great versatility. He's got size. He's got speed. And he can play in man. He can play in zone. And, I mean, he's not, like, he's not going to be an outstanding playmaker. He's not going to be, like, a ball hawk type of a player. But he's going to be great at breaking up passes he's not going to get you he's not going to be the type of guy that's going to get you like five interceptions a year but he's going to be that guy who breaks up those passes makes those big time pass breakups and for me there this pick is an a minus I love Greg Newsom I think he's a lot of people don't know that much about him but I am a very big fan of him there 27 is Rashad Bateman to the Baltimore Ravens, and for me there, that pick, it's gotta be close to an A+, but I'm gonna just give it an A, I haven't given, I've given Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields both A-pluses, I'm, I mean, it's gonna be tough to get an A-plus in my book, um, but Rashad Bateman is as close to it as you can get without being one. The Ravens receiving core is just straight and very, very bad. And when you get a top five receiver in the class to follow you at number 27, especially with a lot of teams that could have used one, uh, the Jaguars could have used another receiver, the Titans could have used another receiver with Corey Davis leaving. The Colts are a team that doesn't really have a true number one guy. Um, the Jets could have gone with one. So to have this guy slip through all of those picks and land to you at 27th overall, it's got to be good. It's got to feel good. Um, So that pick there is an A for me. 28th overall is Peyton Turner to the Saints. 
This pick is a D. It's not, it's just straight up not a good pick. I don't see why they went there. I don't really even see why they went defensive end. Um, it's just very confusing. I'm not sure why they went with this. If you're taking defensive end, I mean, at least go with, like, Gregory Rousseau or, like, Jason Oe, who is still there. Or, I mean, some guys that went in the second round. Um, Christian Barmore was still on the board if you wanted a pass rusher. Um, Aziz Ojolari was there. A lot of guys were there, so... It doesn't make much sense as to why you would go with Peyton Turner. So that pick is a D right there. Uh, Eric Stokes to the Packers at 29. I had this pick in my mock draft. Um, Eric Stokes, a very speedy cornerback. He can very, he's got good size. Um, but his speed is really what makes him stand out. He's very physical, too, so he's going to, I mean, I don't know how many pass interferences he had at Georgia, but he's a very physical cornerback, very fast. Um, I don't hate this pick. I'm not a massive fan of it, but I am a pretty solid fan of it, so I'm going to give that pick a B+. Plus. Next up is Gregory Russo to the Bills at number 30. Um, this pick, Russo was a developmental project. He's not going to be that day one starter. You're going to need to develop him. And if he develops correctly, he could be looked at as one of the best edge rushers in this class. But if not, it's not going to look good on this draft in the next few years, so we'll see how it ends up, but until now, I'm just going to give it somewhere in the B to B- minus range. Um, It really all depends on the way he develops. If he develops well, it could be a top pick in the draft. If he doesn't, it could be a bottom pick in the draft. It really all depends on that. 31 was Jason Oe or Odefi Oe um, to the Ravens at 31. And he's got a high ceiling, but he's also got a low floor. He had no sacks, was not the very was not very productive at Penn State, but he's still got talent. But he's, I think here, Aziz Ojolari would have been a better pick in my mind if he wanted an outside linebacker slash edge. So I'm going to give this pick here a B- minus to C+. I'm just not a massive fan of it. Um, And now at 32, the final pick of the first round... The Tampa Bay Bucks with Joe Tryon, the edge out of Washington. And I'm, this is like a guy who, for me, was very similar. 
Okay, I'm gonna try this again. For whatever reason, my audio just keeps cutting out again and again. But we're on to the second round now. Okay, so Elijah Moore, 34th overall to the Jets. Speedy receiver helps out Zach Wilson. It was a need. They filled it. That's good. Um... Landon Dickerson to the Eagles at 37. Confusing as to why they would take a center when they've got Jason Kelsey, but he's a talented player. But I mean, he's coming off of an injury, but I guess he did play in the um, championship game. He played the final snap, but I mean, if he was still able to suit up, that must be a good sign. I mean, he'll be healthy by the season, no doubt, but it's just going to be interesting to see how he comes off of it. Christian Barmore at 38. That's a good pickup. I thought he was a first-round pick for sure. Um, but they steal him there at 38. The Patriots with a trade, I think. A lot of these picks were trades. Broncos got Javante Williams at 35 through a trade. <coughs> The Dolphins moved up for Javon Holland, I think. Pats moved up for Barmore, and then the Bears moved up for Tevin Jenkins. The Bears have been putting together a very good draft. Jenkins is a first-round talent in my mind. That's who I probably would have thought they would go with at number 20 if they didn't trade up for Fields. Um, But instead, they get to snag him there. In the late 30s. Liam Eichenberg went to Miami at 42. Trayvon Morey fell all the way to 43 with Las Vegas. Um, The Bengals finally get some protection with for Joe Burrow with Jackson Carmen. Asante Samuel goes to the Chargers to help out that secondary. Rondale Moore. To Arizona, Aziz Ojolari to the Giants, Samuel Cosme to Washington, and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa's fall would stop at 52 with the Browns. That's, in my opinion, one of the steals of the draft so far, if not the steal of the draft. He's an incredible player, can play wherever you want him to, whether it's at safety or inside linebacker. He's like Isaiah Simmons, but... Instead, not as talented, but, and in 2021, um, Dylan Redunds to the Titans at 53, Pat Fryermith to the Steelers at 55, Dwayne Eskridge and Tutu Atwell go back-to-back to the Seahawks and Rams, Terrence Marshall, finally comes off the board at 59 to the Panthers. Carlos Basham at 61. Um, Josh Myers and Creed Humphrey back-to-back centers to the Packers and Chiefs. And then Kyle Trask goes to the Bucks at 64. Now into the third round, and the last thing we're going to get to today was Andre Sisko to the Jaguars. Kellen Mond goes to the Vikings. Davis Mills goes to the Texans, so if 
you had some questions about Deshaun Watson. They will continue, although it looks like the Texans are preparing to get an insurance player. Joseph Asai to the Bengals, 69. That's a solid pickup for the value. Um, Aaron Robinson at 71. Um, Chaz Surratt, 78. Diami Brown fell to 82, where he was picked up by the Washington football team. That was a good pick for them. The Packers finally have drafted a wide receiver, Amari Rogers, sixth or eighty-fifth overall. I never thought I would see it happen, but I mean they're really trying to get Aaron Rodgers to stay. Trey Sermon, the Ohio State running back to San Francisco at eighty-five. Patrick Jones, the edge out of Pittsburgh, goes at 90. I'm a big fan of him. Anthony Schwartz, the speedy receiver out of Auburn with a 4-2-2-40 to Cleveland at 91. And really, that's all that we've got. So thank you for listening, and I will hopefully see you soon for another episode.